minute. Crossface. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's The Daily Talk Show, episode 135, and I am live from the island of Isca. Isca, I think it is. It is in Italy. Tommy Jacket, how are you? Yeah, I'm coming to you from Collingwood. I just quickly tell you about the sign that's gone up in the cafe downstairs from our studio here in Collingwood. It's freezing at the moment, so I almost wanted to start this with a bit of small talk around the um, the, the weather. But Tom from the cafe downstairs from the office has got like a, um, a sandwich bag and he's got a texter and he's got it pinned up on the wall and it says, small talk. And then he started marking the amount of people that have said had small talk around weather. So sorry, it says weather small talk, and then he started <laughs> keeping score. It's up to about eight people from this morning just having small talk with him about how cold it is. <laughs> I feel like it's not small uh, small talk when you consider how cold it probably is. Is it is it freezing in Melbourne on this Monday? Yeah, if we are to enter in the realm of small talk, I'll happily. It's absolutely freezing, and. In here, it was windy and a bit wet and rainy on the way to work this morning. So, um, everyone seems to be sick <laughs> that I know. Everyone's got runny noses, so it's it's horrible. But I'm feeling better, Josh. I'm feeling so much better. That's good. Bree was asking about that, and I I didn't think to ask when I spoke to you over the weekend. Bree said, "Oh, is Tommy feeling better?" And I was like, "Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I think you were you were sounding better. Did you? Was it literally a one day?" sickness that you had I guess it was longer than one day it It felt like one day for me it was a fucking month you can hear me coughing on podcasts from literally a month ago and it and it only kind of just left that's why I got I felt I was so down just on the fact that I hadn't been able to kick it and then I went to the doctor and he just said look you got a viral it's just viral it's going around people are just passing it around at work and then the next day, I started feeling better. Well, going viral? Did you say it's, it's, it's not the first time I've gone viral? I'm Tommy the Hobart guy. No, no but he did recognise me. <laughs> I've been actually, no, I've been noticing. Did, did he really? No, he didn't. <laughs> I hope, I hope he did. He didn't recognise. Oh, I thought he may, he may have recognised you because the fact that he's your family doctor or something. <laughs> Um, people might notice that there is a severe delay. This is one of the challenges of being on an island is even if I get like a connection up and down that's okay, the one thing that I can't help is it going through the fucking pipes and all that sort of And just before... So if we sound awkward at all... Yeah, just before we were speaking about the potential of this show not going on later this week because... Just a heads up, Josh has eight gigabytes of data left and he's on an island, which my data on on my end, because I've been doing this off my phone internet sometimes, um, it's been chewing it up big time. So you've got fuck all and yeah. if we're not if we're, if we're not on later in the week, it's because the island has been the death of the show. <laughs> And, and it will also because, be because of irresponsible usage from me. Like I worked out that um, I turned uh, my phone on and I was looking around um, this morning and I'd seen that I'd uh, downloaded a bunch of 
podcasts accidentally on 4G. Oh, so if if the show doesn't go to air, we can actually blame the Thinker Girls <laughs> because um, I, I used my last bit of data um, downloading Stacey June's uh, wedding announcement oh. uh, podcast. Congratulations, Stacey, by the way. Yeah, congrats. Um, <laughs> that's very, very niche, very, very niche uh, congratulations and on the Daily Talk Show, just how we like and it. chances are she's not even listening, so <laughs> joke's on us. Um, a few shout-outs. Okay, well, look, very, very, very high. A few shout-outs, uh, Josh. We've had some emails. Danny, the train driver, legend. Mm-hmm. Um, he sent through... He's basically said that he... He's sorry, Josh. He, he cares about where you are. Um, he cares more about the people that you're meeting than actually the location, which... <laughs> was pretty funny that was from one of the other episodes um but there's also another question there danny which <laughs> yeah, yeah. i think i will answer at some point because i really like it um but i need to move on to another shout out harry who's listening in the uk thanks bro appreciate the um the love interesting thing from danny that he pointed out is that you can't use tech tech devices while you're driving the train which includes listening to podcasts so he actually listens on his way to work yeah using pocket casts and uh carplay so i was geeking out at that i thought that was an interesting fact well you know who's not listening to that that works um you know in cars or in transport for their job is police officers you always see them i've seen heaps of cops on their mobile phone while driving you can't do that. It's taking the piss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've seen that too. Um, just to paint the picture of um, of where I am, I am next to a spa, so people might be able to hear little sort of uh, sounds of water or or things like that. But the other thing too, we're talking about this off air. I think the way that the difference between these shows versus the other shows is with this horrendous delay, it it's sort of reminds me of, um, I'm sure, what uh, Sam Mack has to deal with being the weatherman trying to do banter with Koshi. It's very hard to do strong, funny banter mm. when there's a two-second delay. <laughs> so I think there's going to be more monologues. Yeah. And, um, and there potentially might be moments of overlapping. Um, I just need to clear up who is Koshi and who is Sam Mack out of you and I. You're definitely Koshi on my behalf. Oh, do you know, it's so funny that I even bring up Koshi because one of my favourite bits of gear to do when I'm away is if I see anyone who looks like an Australian celebrity, I'll point out to Bree. So I saw a guy, bald, you know, glasses in a suit in Italy. I said, oh, Bree, it's Koshi. Koshi's here. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she knows now that um, nine times out of ten, if I say that there's some form of Australian celebrity, it's probably a really horrendous lookalike based on some sort of um, weird <laughs> visual. I had something, Josh, happen earlier today. I shat myself. And I think it's a trap. I, it doesn't fit into oh, your no. segment of life traps. Actually, maybe it does. Can I, can I just hijack your life trap segment? Life trap, baby, life trap. Life trap, baby, life trap. That's where it's at. It's very hard to do both vocal parts. It's definitely there's a bit of Koshy overlap. vibes. Yeah, no, it's that. a life trap. I don't know. If you shut your pants, maybe you are the Koshy. <laughs> I feel like Koshy would be more likely to shit his pants than Sam Mack. Uh, there was no pants that got shat in. It was figuratively speaking. I um, I had my ah, oh. <laughs> so I had a oh. I thought you'd actually shat yourself. No, 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 no. 
it's I've, I mean, I've done that many a times. And there's lots of good stories around me shitting myself. Okay. Actually, just quickly, my brother... Uh, my first question was like, do you have a spare pair of undies? That was going to be my first question. But um, no, go on. <laughs> so, um, I was just saying my brother, my brother's mate, um, famously known for shitting his pants and then wriggling his leg. Like say, you cock your leg up and sort of start shaking your leg for the nugget to come out the, uh, the, the side of his pants. <laughs> What do you mean famously? Horrible. Well, it's a fa- it's a famous story within, what, within what the do, group. What do, it's boys oh, banter, okay, Josh. Okay. You wouldn't realize, you wouldn't no, understand that it. Sense. That's what we're going to call this episode: banter with delay. <laughs> I think is fun. It's a good. I think it's a good exercise, especially someone who I feel like I'm a little bit on the spectrum. This is next level sort of um, awareness. Being able to have a conversation with someone whilst you, you don't get the satisfaction of any sort of laughter or um, or being able to like we're not we're not even doing video at, yeah. uh, now we're, we're at rock bottom lo-fi. But what why'd you shut yourself? So um, we use iMessenger. I know you do. If you have a Samsung, this story's relevant to you. Mm-hmm. But there might be some something similar. So <clears throat> we were t- uh, talking about the other day how people are starting to use just like voice messages. And you can do this within the iMessage. So you can just, in a message on your Apple device, um, there's like a, you know, where you type in the iMessage, there's a little microphone. If you just hold that down, it just records what's going on. And then it... Um, it just makes this little noise. I might do it, see if it works now. I might, um, and so you can just start recording and then it sends off this little noise. That's Please like, don't. <laughs> anyway, I had, a, I had a client's message. Well, I noticed one of the things I was just going to say, oh, this doesn't work me interjecting. This will be the last time I interject. But what I was going to say is I think you can also put the phone up to your ear maybe in iMessage and it activates it. I think. Yes. Because there's a so sensor. once you've sent one, anyway, sorry, once you've sent one to actually respond, it says hold hold phone to ear or raise phone, and so you can literally just raise it, talk, and mm. then bring it down. It goes, sends it off. But here's the thing: they disappear. So once the person on the other end has listened to it, it says that it will disappear in like two minutes. So you can't actually see it again. And so there's this, you know, thought around: Have I actually sent the message, and have they received it? And I just got off the phone with a client and I had the message open and um, I all of a sudden was holding my phone in my hand, talking to some boys and I said something and I'm not even going to repeat it. It was something just so stupid that I'd say, something around landing work. Uh, it was around like, I got them, I got them guys or something like that. <laughs> and I mean, it's totally like, it wasn't me slam- slamming them or anything. They're a great client. But I said something just silly yeah. around mates. And then my phone goes, Dlum! and I look down and my phone was open on this client's oh, no. name. And so I, I was shitting myself figuratively, Josh. Didn't shake one out the leg of my uh, jeans. But I couldn't work mm-hmm. out for the life of me if... I'd actually sent it off if they'd overheard and I don't know how much they'd heard or if they'd even heard anything and if it sent off anything because it had gone and um, so I was waiting I had like they're like yeah we'll get back to you in an hour about this job um, you know it's like a, a job that has a quick turnaround and we'll let you know if we, we're going to go ahead I'm thinking oh fuck <laughs> they've, they've heard this thing of me being stupid you fucked it around my mates and uh and safe to uh, actually actually i actually don't know they might have might have got it 
and might have not given a fuck, but I got the job and it's, um, it's, a, it's a win for the work coming through. But <laughs> you got him again. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, be careful. That's these so funny. In, it's a good lesson. These instant messaging, voice messages, dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Yeah. Well, I mean, even it mean if uh, Donald Trump has taught us anything, it's that you can't talk to anyone nowadays without being recorded. You know, his oh. his lawyer was secretly recording him. You know, that's just, right. Have you have you ever? Um, uh, yeah, I wonder about the the secret recording stuff. I do think sometimes, I'm like with some of the dodgy hotels I've been in in my life, I feel like. Surely I've been filmed nude once in a shower. Yeah. Like, surely if you if you're gonna play the the roulette game that is one star hotels, yeah. you need to expect that that's the transaction. They're giving you a cheap room with the possibility that they're filming you naked, and I can tell you they're gonna be pretty pretty disappointed when they get me as a guest. Yeah. What is it? Is it voyeuristic? I think that's the term when you like watching people. Uh, while they're nude, I mean, otherwise known as you're just a big fucking creep. Yeah. Um, but there was a there's a show on Netflix yeah. called called Voyeurism or Voyeuristic, and it's a, um, a documentary series about a guy who uh, was quite wealthy and he bought a roadside motel and he built this elaborate um, system in the roof where he could roll around like what I pictured was him on a skateboard or something similar like you know the, the things that you slide under cars as a mechanic and you can roll any direction yeah. he, he he set up this hotel with the roof cavity um, with these elaborate systems for him to cruise around and look down into hotel rooms that's so creepy it's also creepy because it's it's an extra level which is he's not even using cameras he's He's there, he's present, and he's like, you'd you'd think that you'd hear, now I'm going to be listening out to um, just wheels just rolling along the, the ceiling. If I hear that, I'll um, I'll give the roof a bit of a tap. Uh, it's- but yeah, it's, um, I actually, I had a friend, I had a friend in Mexico, she was in Mexico, and she said how um, she was having a shower in sort of a... Um, I'm trying to think. Catechese is Catechese. Um, maybe that's in Spain. I've forgotten. I've forgotten the name. It just it's just off Cancun. This place where she was. Anyway, she was having a shower, and she just saw this um, camera pop up on the top of the shower, um, and then she uh, yelled out, and then got out of the shower, and there was a guy that basically had. Um, uh, filmed her in the shower, but he was like, "Oh no, no!" Like she found him, and um, yeah, she couldn't fight. Like she, she couldn't really do anything about it. But what a fucked up and sort of situation to be in. Absolute fucking creep. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. Um, hey, there uh, is change of pace. Word of the day. All right. <laughs> I just want to give a heads up. Last time you had only thought about it. You'd only thought about the word of the day literally three seconds before you did it. Is there a difference in today's segment or is that the consistency yeah. that we will get? I'm not I'm not fussed either way. I 
charged my Kindle because uh, last time I was getting warnings of battery. So I've charged the Kindle and I've gone to the vocabulary builder. So I'm ready and ready to go and I've already selected my word and I've made sure that I can say it correctly. I've actually chosen a word that's easy to say. Are you ready for for the word? All right, go for it. Okay. So the, the word is spinster. Hmm. Do you spinster. know what a spinster is? I think it would be within the realm of jokester. A spinster would be some someone who mm. um, is, you know, like uh, elaborately lying or like a, a tomfoolery involved. Okay, so this it comes from. I read it in the book All the Noise of It, living in a Tuscan hill town, and the sentence is. Teresa was a spinster and had no children. So that was the that was the sentence. Did you want to stick with your description of what you believe a spinster to be? Um, yeah. Okay. Here we go. It's a an uh, sorry an unmarried woman, typically an older woman beyond the usual age for marriage. <laughs> there you go. So you're completely wrong. It's, it's a polite. A polite way of pointing out an uh, older woman hasn't managed to find a partner and settle down. Yeah, but I think that it's pretty. Um, I mean, this this shows <laughs> this shows you the uh, this is old school, eighteenth um, century sort of sort of thing. I think we. Uh, I don't know if we would use that nowadays. Nah. Don't know if we would be calling older ladies a, uh, a spinsters who aren't married. Mate, if you're worried about me doing a um, impression of a a language that you can't even identify. I wouldn't be. You wouldn't be seen dead using spinster on a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a. It's a. It's a good look. Uh, but I feel like I've been a little bit uh, more controversial lately. Not in the. Not in the uh, inappropriate racist or sexist or anything like that. But in my willingness to um, to have a crack. And where's this come from? Are you getting a bit of chutzpah from the Italians? I don't know. Like, I think that there's probably one thing that I've been doing is I downloaded a few of the comedians in cars getting coffee. Jerry Seinfeld has a very uh, uh, sort of he a blasé attitude towards everything. He doesn't give a fuck. And I guess partly is because he's worth like $600 million <laughs> or $800 million or something. So um, that would be a part of it. And he does make me cringe massively because on two episodes that I've watched, he's mentioned, like, made a joke about being gay. Like, he was talking to Alec Baldwin. He's like, oh, geez, you get, Alec, you give me gay vibes sometimes. I'm just <laughs> like, mate, what are we... It's like, I know Seinfeld was from, like, the 90s, but did you get stuck there? What's going mm. on? There's been a few times where he's just like said something's a bit gay. Oh, this is a bit gay, isn't it? It's just like, couldn't believe it. But anyway, no, I've um, I've done the taboo thing of having a go at one of my old employers. I did see this. And I really, really appreciated it. Well, I, what, what do you think? What's, uh, I, was, I was torn. To, for context, basically on the radio, radio Today, which we've um, described as an industry circle jerk, which will happily partake in uh, by being featured with our podcast, The Daily Talk Show, they did an, an article about Podcast One in Australia. 
which I don't know the ins and outs, which is obviously always risky when you're commenting on something. But basically, SCA, my old employer from seven years back or whatever it was, six years back, they have bought into the rights to Podcast One in Australia and they were getting excited because they were saying how uh, they'd finally opened up the you know they'd released a feature or they'd done greater integration with their partner podcast one in the US so now the Australian podcast would be be seen by more Americans or you know it would it'd basically get a US audience and I just thought I just call bullshit on it because I think partly because I've been I was within the business when they were doing products like Songul, which I've talked about on a previous episode, which mm. was like the comp- competitor for Spotify. But um, yeah, what was your what was your take on what I wrote? Did I was was I okay? Was I too sarcastic? Should I have not put my na- should I have been the anonymous guy? Is it risky that I put my my name? I'll go backwards. You should have definitely put your name on it. I think it is. I think it's good. I read the article. Um, to Amy and then I read her the feedback from it and her without even getting into the details of what the article was about she was like I don't even use pod I don't even create a podcast myself or work in the industry but from what they said there it sounded like irrelevant you can already access most podcasts around yeah. the world um, so one of their things was it's like US listeners will yeah. now have access to popular Aussie podcasts including Hamish and Andy Mark Howards and a bunch of other people. But it's like, isn't the podcast platform one that can be accessed from all around the world? Yeah. I mean, and this is this is the thing, and this is what they tried to do with Songle, which is, and I get it, right? They've got these legacy products. Like their whole thing is like, how are we going to monetize this stuff, these things that we do? So what they do is they say, okay, well, we need to, we need to have control over it. And this mindset and mentality is the same reason why when I try and fucking buy a book on Kindle, half the time the Kindle book isn't available in Australia. It is such an old school mentality. And so my point was that it's just like, guys, this is the fucking internet. <laughs> like, with, I just it pisses me off hearing after 14 years of podcasting that for one they're finally interested and two that they have the audacity to celebrate something as as fucking obvious yeah or as sort of default as as access i mean this is big media red tape it's taken them 14 years to actually have this deal come through <laughs> yeah um man i don't know so anyway it'll be interesting because you know, i i did when i pressed the button i did think about it where it's like okay there are friends that I have, Christian Hull, Hamish Blake, all these people who have connections with this company. So I understand that there is a level of risk. But the thing is, like, I, I just, I think that it needs maybe, I thought maybe through this comment, it would actually spark other people having a conversations and being like, actually, it's not, it's not acceptable that we're celebrating that we are now, we, our podcasts have gone global. Mm. Because, um, <laughs> as like it's you know, as as we've mentioned, we've got listeners in Afghanistan who have, have haven't uh, written to us yet. But um, 
that's interesting. Would you? I've always put talking badly about your employer or negatively about your employer is in the do not do not start or you know do not sort of entertain the yeah. idea what's your your vibe on having a crack i think there's it's like when you quit a job you have made the decision that you're not going to work for them in that position again and potentially never again and i think with th- there's something liberating in yeah that feeling and i could imagine it's the same not saying that's why you did it but i think definitely you you think, okay, well, we are out on our own doing our own content and we're playing in the field and have a grasp on what's happening and no longer are big media outlets the only shot callers in this space because the person who starts their own little podcast and grows it to an empire has just as much power. Joe Rogan's podcast is more powerful than all of the radio stations combined the moment like it's it's, he literally yeah literally has more reach than most of the major networks put together over a month and he has data Mm. that can yeah legitimately speak speak to that yeah and i think that there's yeah it's it's definitely i think i feel comfortable in the fact too that when I first when I first left I had all these feelings when I was in the business I had these feelings I spoke about them when I was in the business but when you leave a business there's a sense of okay well there's a bit of sour grapes or whatever mm. but I think the the great thing is time has passed and I haven't you know like podcast one have been pushing for you know send us your idea like you know you know sort of setting themselves up as like you know pitch us your ideas and it might you know you might be able to get a podcast and i just <laughs> i just can't work out what it is that like the the people who are seeking that the people who are like waiting to be picked by podcast 1 i think that it's i think it's ill informed i think that if you're not willing to just go to a podcast host and do it independently I, I just, yeah, mm. I, I get I get quite frustrated. I think the, I think there is a um, business model that space. In, in having a bunch of people um, convinced that that's the direction they need to go in. I, like I remember being in radio, they had the um, the radio pipeline, um, which was a thing, and it was like, you know, being in it. I think there was a bit yeah, of the talent pipeline. The talent pipeline. There was a bit of false hope given to a bunch of people that have never made it because I've been in the time now where those people that they were speaking to and all the people that were getting their hopes up about potential progression, it never happened. And you, and you almost, I've heard bits and pieces from the people who have then been in those roles saying all this stuff where they have to sell a dream to then being on the other side of that, out of the industry as such, working for these big companies where they are a bit more realistic about it. So you kind of get this sense where it's like, the, the the power's not there and they were just doing that because they had to and I think the the landscape has changed so much so it's it's fascinating well the thing that the radio stations or radio networks had was and they still do have is they have their radio license so they've got you know they've they've licensed frequencies and and they're expensive and the average punter can't get that and so there's a bunch of talent who obviously 
they want to work for these companies because if you want access to this thing, you have to, you know, it's it's almost the equivalent of taxi licenses, right? It's really expensive to, to own a taxi and to do all that sort of thing. And podcasting is like Uber. And right now... It, it's the equivalent of the taxi industry now saying we have an app and 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 talking is from some level of authority which i guess when you've been watching it from the sideline for so long and you've seen their approach to these things and you've seen the lack or you know lack of interest in innovation mm. or t- taking it seriously it's hard to actually um to see it anything more than just like a a last last ditch attempt to um to stay relevant yeah well this the scale of the business can stifle the creativity inside and the innovation within it which sounds like it should be the opposite way the bigger you are the more innovation you can have because the bigger the more resources but it, it doesn't necessarily work work like that and that i mean that's what you and i are doing with our new business yeah well i think that it's the equivalent of um they've built a ship that's really good in the ocean and then all of a sudden podcasting is this really small river and it's become really trendy and everyone's talking about it and now this big ship is like oh no 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 we do tours on the river too and they're just going down the river and just slamming the banks and they're just like they're creating havoc and 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 they don't even fucking fit down the river but they're like (laughs) determined to say guys like we're open we are we are the biggest river tour provider in the world it's like guys you're fucking the river just like settle the fuck down. Like if you're going to do the river cruise, don't use your big fucking boat. Get some, let's get some, let's start smaller. Let's, and so that's what I think is, is missing in a lot of these cases. It's sort of, they're taking that mindset of yeah. what they were and applying it to this new thing, new thing. They need, a f- anyway. they need some jet skis instead uh, of boats. Enough, enough on the, enough on all that. A hundred percent. Just quickly to finish off, uh, Melbourne is finally getting a train line to the airport. How long until we we uh, actually can start using it? It's like twenty thirty or something ridiculous. This is this is my point. Twenty twenty two is when it even starts construction. So by the time you and I, yeah, are old nuts, yeah, crazy, retired, there will be yeah t- um, visitors. So they expect sixty eight million visitors. A year by 2038, it'll take, um, it'll cost $8 billion. And they'll be halfway through <laughs> getting the, the train done. <laughs> no, I reckon it'll be close to 2030 before it's actually finished. If I've learned anything from these types of promises, you know, based on the NBN, is I'm just, I'm not going to get excited until it's here because mm. otherwise you'll just be, um, I'm definitely not, um, sort of earmarking the date and saying, oh, you know, on my trip to Fiji in 2028, uh, we'll, we'll take the train rather than uh, using a private car. I think for, for the moment, I'll keep to the original plans. Nah, yeah, exactly. It, I can't even, like I'm reading this article and it's like, there's, I don't think they've outlined the exact date of completion. It's because they can't, they can't commit because it could take five years more than it needs to. But it's... It'll be, it'll be so expensive too. By yeah, then it'll no, be 38 bucks to get to the airport on one yeah. way. What I struggle with this sort of stuff... Yeah, this is this is why I struggle with is because like I do... 
I do like people doing shit and actually getting things done and it's almost like a damned if they do damned if they didn't this probably something that should have happened 20 years ago or you know 10 years ago mm-hmm. and um and so that's even how i feel about the SEA stuff they've got to do something so the train it's creating the train is probably better than not creating the train but it's hard not to be a bit disenfranchised by the whole thing and feeling like uh like what is this actually um What's this actually going to mean? This is going to mean $5 trips or $10 trips to the airport. It's going to be, yeah, as you said, 38 bucks or whatever. Mm. And um, it's going to be a long, long way away. Um, just a quick shout out again. Mick Hall, who was on last episode, had some um, great feedback on people loving his story. Amazing, amazing story. So if you haven't listened to it, oh, awesome. last episode, 134, Mick Hall. Yeah, Mick Hall, super interesting, all about heroin addiction, being in prison. And this Friday, we have Cycling Maven. Super interesting chat. So that will be happening on Friday. Until then, I'll try and um, think of another solution for this lag because it is slightly annoying i think it might just require longer monologues from each of us and maybe some sort of safe word when we're done maybe we just say over every single time we're finished the sentence like we're some sort of cb radio talking on walkie talkies it's uh it's a daily talk show everyone thanks for listening hi at the daily talk show is the email address and if you have listened this far you are probably a hashtag super fan and we appreciate your podcast reviews through itunes through the apple podcast app hope you have a great monday and uh, we'll see you tomorrow bye see you guys